A full moon hung low over the mirrored surface of the lake, round and silver as a tenpence piece. A darkened figure knelt on the shore, screaming like a wounded animal. Blinking sleep from my eyes, I squinted through the arched window in my dorm room. With a sickening lurch, I recognized the spidery limbs and the short black hair. Davina. I don't know what made me run to her. We hated each other with a venom I'd never experienced before. Our every exchange left puncture wounds. And yet there was something so existentially terrible in her cries. Something that called to me like a siren. Stuffing my feet into sheepskin boots, I tossed a trench coat over my pyjamas and hurtled out of the flat. The night air was so cold it felt solid, and the great lawn was slicked with dew as I sprinted down towards the lake. A low mist gathered in the crosswoods beyond, swirling with moonlight to cast a spectral glow over the grounds. Everything smelt of frost and silt. As I grew closer, Davina's howls ebbed to a low sob, and somehow that was worse. Breathless, I skidded to a halt beside her. Her head was in her hands, narrow shoulders shaking violently inside her leather jacket. Her knees pressed into the wet lakeshore, and damp was spreading up her black jeans. She must have been freezing. Davina, I said, torn between softness and ferocity, the words coming out somewhere in between. She stilled at the sound of my voice. Leave me alone, Penny. No. I pulled my coat tighter around me, teeth chattering. You're upset. Her hands clasped her face with a kind of fierce desperation, as though trying to hold her features in place. Just fuck off. No. Usually she would fight back, spar for spar, dodging and parrying with vicious words, but her ferocious spirit seemed to abandon her. Instead, she began hyperventilating, rollicking gasps racking her whole body as she tried to take in air. Then she said something else, but it was so obscured by her labored wheezes that I didn't catch it. What? I asked. I'd been crouching beside her, but had to give in to my trembling muscles and lower my knees to the ground. The cold, wet earth turned my silk pajamas into ice in an instant. Slowly, silently, Davina lowered her hands from her face, turning to look at me. My stomach heaved, and I fought the urge to cry out. Her left eye was gone. But there was no blood. The socket was simply welded shut, bisected by a ragged gash from the arch of her eyebrow to the ridge of her cheekbone. Even in the silvery moonlight, it was clear the scar was a faded purple, as though the wound was weeks or even months old. Impossible. I'd seen her only hours before. Planting a palm on the ground, I stared at the earth and fought to keep from fainting. My vision blurred, shimmering like mist and silk and shadows. Oh my God, I whispered, bile stinging the back of my tongue. I looked up at her again, dizzy and disoriented, the feeling of landing into a parallel world where everything was wrong. Davina was shaking uncontrollably now. It's real then, not a nightmare. Pull it together, I told myself. This isn't about you. Except it was. I'm so sorry, I all but moaned. Blood thundered in my ears. I'm so sorry. She covered her face once more, 
and my heart broke for her. She started murmuring lowly, urgently, like a litany. Not my eye, please, not my eye, I, it can't be gone. No, 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 I'll do anything. My skin prickled with vicarious dread. Does it hurt? A frantic sob. I felt the blade. I, it doesn't make sense. There was no real knife to my face. How can, ah! She drove her fingers through her cropped black hair, grabbing desperate fistfuls of it. Were you awake? She shook her head fiercely. The pain woke me up pretty quickly. And you came here? My stomach was gripped in a vice, threatening to empty at any moment. I don't know why I was compelled to. She dropped her bone-white hands into her lap and stared out to the eerily still water. The swans barely caused a ripple as they circled hypnotically. It was like my feet dragged me of their own accord. I didn't even scream at first. I thought it was a dream. Her whispering voice rose an octave. It has to be a dream, Penny. It has to. I'd never heard her sound so young. A strange kind of protectiveness came over me. I grabbed her by the shoulders, looking at her straight on, not flinching at the sight of the wound even though I so badly wanted to. We're going to find out who did this. But her trembling only intensified. She once again began praying to a faceless deity. No, 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 please. Please don't be real, please. Davina. Then she let go, let the pain and anguish and fear roll out of her in visceral screams. She dug her fingers into the earth, dragging deep claw marks along the shore. No, 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 no. The ghostly swans on the lake watched with funereal ambivalence. Fear gripped me by the ribs as I ran a finger over my own warning scar carved as I slept by an invisible blade, a disembodied hand. There were already three dead bodies in the mask painter's wake. The message was clear. If we didn't find the killer soon, we would both be next.